Welcome to the first episode of the Mediaverse podcast. This podcast is designed to cover the elements and various topics of the entertainment industry, along with keeping up with the latest pop culture news. My name is Mohammed Chaudhry, and this is my co-host, Marcus Panum. And today we're going to be talking about our most anticipated TV series and movies of 2021. We got a few. Well, before we start going into 2021, I wanted to know how your 2020 ended in terms of entertainment and film. What you've been watching recently? You know, I didn't really discover anything. Um, well, I obviously didn't find anything new from 2020 because, like, you know, barely anything released. But, like, I discovered a lot of the new series I didn't, like, ever watch before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was really cool that I got all that time to watch all that stuff that I had never tried before. Like, uh, You Got Me Into The Office, for example. Like, the Office That's is become great. one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely my favorite sitcom. Also, uh, Community, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few others, but they're not coming to mind right now. But uh, yeah, it's just I've been catching up on stuff mostly. You've catching been... up on stuff I haven't watched before. Yeah, pretty much. You've been visiting the throwbacks at this point, you know, because of how old the office and community are at this point. But um, for me, I've as a really like as an avid horror fan, I have really gotten into Asian horror films. Like they are amazing. I I used to love Western horror films, like American horror films and all that kind of stuff, but. Asian horror films just blow them straight out of the water. Cohesive stories, interesting characters, like plots that actually make sense at times. It's really, really interesting to see. And like their, um, just their various character designs. For example, there is a movie called The Wailing. And while I'm not going to spoil anything major, okay, spoiler alert, <laughs> there is a demon in the film. And just the way that they created the character and like the way they portray him, it really gets it really gets to you. I was like finding myself looking over my shoulder late at night whenever I was going outside because I would just feel uneasy at some points. Dude, like I've heard so many things about Asian horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never watched any of them because I'm I'm a bit of a coward on horror movies. <laughs> it's okay. Honest, like, it's weird because I'm into the lore behind horror movies. Like I'm into the story and all that. When it comes to, like actually watching them, I'm, like freaking terrified. I'll read a Wikipedia summary and I'll be like, damn, that sounds cool. But then I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be able to sleep tonight. Yeah, no, if I feel like I'm like ever gonna be like actually terrified by one, I usually watch the um the dead meat version of it on YouTube, the guy who covers it in the 15 minute discussion kind of thing. Where he shows like various oh, the kill, count, kill counts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, kill counts, sorry, kill counts. I forgot that yeah. that was the name. But like just I really love the imagery and just the whole production of Asian horror films. They really make you feel like you're there with the characters and like as if you're genuinely supposed to be terrified. And all of their plots are completely entirely plausible. But that's been enough for 2020. We're now in 2021. So let's talk about a few things that we've both been excited for. Now I'm going to start with the obvious one and we're going to talk about Venom 2. <laughs> Venom, Venom, Venom. Oh God. Um, okay. That's a joke. Obviously that's not the most anticipated of 2021, but, but we're, we're both still looking forward to it. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I like that with the first one, bro. That was some, one of my most fun theater experiences. Just mm-hmm. watching that with all of us, like, uh, you and me and the boys, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those movies that doesn't really take itself seriously. It's like kind of the horror movie or not the horror movie, sorry, the superhero movies of the two thousands. Like you get the campiness and everything, but rather than being cheesy, it really makes it fun. My only complaint with the movie was that the good guy, well, you know, he's technically, he's technically not a good guy, but the protagonist, Venom, and the antagonist, honestly, I don't even remember his name, but all I remember is that he was, he looked exactly the same as Venom, 
Dude, I remember we were watching that last, um, like, little fight at the end of the movie. You were freaking confused and I had to tell you there's two of them. Yeah, because one of them was black and one of them was silver and they were, like, overlapping each other. And I was just sitting there like, what is going on? Who is who? And what? Who's like, I, I always forget his name, but I know he's a great Tom Hardy. There you go. He Tom was, Hardy. A, yeah, he was a great actor. He didn't really take himself seriously in the movie either. It's just, it was a fun movie. And Carnage is one of my all-time favorite comic book characters, just because of how there's Venom who can kind of control himself, and in a sense, there are times in the comics where he's not necessarily like a completely bad guy. But Carnage mm -hmm. is just like pure evil, and it's just so much fun to see him and Spider-Man fight. And obviously we're not gonna get to see Spider-Man in the Sony movies because of the what's called dispute between Sony and Marvel over the character. But it is really fun to see one of my favorite comic book characters get put on the big screen. Oh, what was the name of the actor again? Like, dude, I'm totally spacing. Um, the guy um, who plays uh, Carnage? Gonna play Carnage, yeah. He's, totally he's, he's, really, he's really famous, but I, I'll look Woody it up. Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, there you go. Okay, yeah, yeah. his, his, um, his wig was not very convincing in um, the end of Venom during that one little cutscene, but I have high hopes for the movie. Venom itself was really good. It didn't deserve just, the... Hmm? It's just, it just looks fun. It's like the Transformers movies. Like, yeah. You're not gonna go into that expecting like, oh, it's gonna be cinema. Like, no, that's not the point. You're supposed to have fun. Like, mm -hmm. I remember we were like laughing our asses off that whole time we were watching yeah. that, um, that movie. It's like, it's like, it's like a Fast and Furious movie. You're not going for the actual plot itself. I can't name a freaking what they call Fast and Furious plot to you other than maybe Tokyo Drift. And I love those movies just because of the cars. You're going there just for the cool shots and everything. Or family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. These guys, but you you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Like, there's two types of film. There's the one that makes you think, and then there's the one where you're just going in there and you're like, I'm just here to have a good time. You know? Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd say like, um, and I feel like the best film is like are the films that can kind of take both of those aspects and combine them in one movie. Like for example, The Dark Knight. You're going there for the action too. Uh, like you're going there for the action main. Like Batman. You know, you want to see him like kick someone's ass, but at the same time the joker in that movie was a great character and i know the memes about him and all that kind of stuff about how complex he was but heath ledger did play him to perfection and it really oh, makes yeah. you think too but anyway moving on from superheroes stranger things season four dude oh my god that you and i i think are the biggest fans of this show that i know mm -hmm. i feel like i annoy people at some point to how much i talk about this show <laughs> it's so good it really i still have to rewatch season one for our next episode but um it's stranger things it, ha it was one of those rare shows where it had me captivated the whole time i mean it took me i think like a few days just to finish the first episode because i was kind of bored but after you finish like the first two or three you cannot stop i had to watch at least two or three episodes a night just to get done with it because i was like this show is so good it i have it up there with community in some of my favorite shows of all time the office is there too but i consider community to just be like a little bit above the office i don't know there's something about it probably the fact that we went to community college too that made it a little bit more fun <laughs> it, it, it was probably like this in high school bro. yeah no but it was it was it was a it made it a little more relatable you know but, yeah um, i feel like people yeah but like going back to stranger things mm -hmm. like oh my god man i i don't know I forget if it was you that told me to get into it. it I was. was it was else. me. It was me. And um, your friend Mark, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Friend Mark. He's another big Stranger Things fan. Um, but yeah, I remember I watched the first episode and I was like, damn, this kind of slow. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Then I got to the second episode after they um, after they met Eleven. I was like, oh my god, this is I'm, gonna be good. I'm telling you, like I just love how it's interconnected. You know, like it's mm-hmm. got all the they got all these character arts interchanging. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about a season four. It's season four. Um, dude, did you see like all the new people they added? They added so many characters. I okay. I am the type of person where I kind of avoid like trailers and all that kind of stuff just so I can get the full experience and not have anything spoiled like for me beforehand. Like I think when I went to Spider-Man Far From Home, I didn't know anything about it other than the fact that Mysterio was going to be the villain. And even with Joker, I didn't even know his name before it was Arthur Fleck, I think, right? Arthur Fleck. Yeah. Arthur Fleck, yeah. I didn't know his name. I didn't know anything about the movie before I went in because I was like, I want to go into this completely blind and like have my mind blown during the film. You know, so Sense. I haven't really yeah. seen anything about it, but based off of like the, there has not been like a single new character that I have disliked on the show. Like they introduced Max in season two, they introduced Robin in season three, and then Billy also in season two, and they're all so great. Billy is like he's like the villain that you're kind of empathetic for at some point, uh-huh, or sympathetic, yeah. sympathetic for at some point. Sorry, but then at the same time, his actions don't justify his back like story. You know yeah because like wasn't he racist as hell in season two but then yeah. like they, they like explored how he was abused as a kid in season three and then he redeemed himself at the end mm-hmm. i don't know but like season four dude i don't know what to expect that's why i'm like really excited for it because they always hold stuff close to the chest you know like mm-hmm. i don't know if there's ever been leaks because i didn't get into the show um until after season three came out so i don't know mm-hmm. if there was ever major plot leaks but i feel like they hold everything close to the chest so it's going to be really surprising to see how everything goes down Mm-hmm. yeah i had only seen it the summer before we started community anyway so that was last year so i started it right before i finished it i think you finished it before me actually Dude, i was I still watching it while i was telling you about it yeah you finished it I before finished me the whole thing in three days mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i will be disappointed if the main like antagonist is either the mind player or the demogorgons again though because i kind of want them to explore something new this season we have we have the, we've had the mind player for two seasons and then the demogorgons for three seasons so, well, technically the demo dogs for one season, but they do turn into the, the demo. Dogs. Yeah, I think they turn into the demo demogorgons at one point too. But um, it's just I want to see something new. I mean, the thing is, Stranger Things is based around the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. Like the mind flayer was from the Dungeons and Dragons game, so it was so were the demogorgons. So there's gotta be yeah, there's gotta be countless monsters in there that they can just conjure like something up, like conjure, conjure something up with. And then, you know, create a believable plot around that, too. And also, the Russian plot is great, but I don't know where they're going to go. I feel like we're going to go to full Cold War. Dude, I think they are doing Cold War, because, mm-hmm. like, I know Hopper, they're doing that whole thing in Russia. He's in that Russian prison, so I'm really curious to see how he got there. Mm-hmm. I got theories about it. I think he, um, you know, the portal exploded. I think he got teleported to Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think happened. He like got teleported upside down. I don't know what's going on, honestly. Also, I heard a really interesting rumor. I don't know if you want to know it or not, but like, um, where like um, Will and Eleven moved to? That's really interesting. Don't 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 because we might have some listeners who don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know what? That's true. Okay. Yeah. So don't say it. Well, I know exactly. Heard, from what I've heard, it's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and like all the new cast members being added. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, it's okay. It's good. Don't worry. But I know exactly what city you're talking, what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but I don't want to ruin it for anyone else who's gonna watch the show themselves. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. I get you. So I feel like that's been enough Stranger Things talk. So now let's move on to our 
own what's it called like top three things that we're excited for in 2021 yeah i mean we're both into um horror movies so mm-hmm. like come on go first with your favorite horror movie that's coming up the conjuring three now i know the conjuring universe has not been kind to itself lately with the race with the recent movies that have come out i haven't seen annabelle comes home yet that was the last one but i heard it got decent reviews but the nun and the curse of la llorona those are absolutely terrible well, I heard it was regarded oh. i haven't seen any conjuring movies but think- like I heard they're horrible. I think for our first movie review on um, the Whitney High School live, um, the live stream for our homeroom show, I reviewed The Nun, and it was just me ripping into it for a good two or three minutes because of just how terrible. The Nun was in The Conjuring 2, and it was easily the most terrifying villain I had seen in a while. Like, there's this one scene, I don't care if it's a spoiler at this point, it's been like five years, you guys have to go see that movie at this point. (laughs) But um, there's this, it's not even a big spoiler, but there's this one scene where, um, one of the characters is looking down a hallway and the nun i think they just look they're they're in like the center of the hallway and then they just turn into a room and in my house we have a hallway that looks just like that hallway so i remember watching that at night and just dashing through that hallway because i was like i am not gonna be no nun meat today or something like that (laughs) so the conjuring movies have both been great the other like remakes off of it or like the other pieces of the universe the yeah they haven't been nearly as great annabelle had two decent movies no one really good movie one decent movie from what i'm hearing and then the um original was terrible uh the curse of la Llorona, terrible the nun terrible so i have high hopes for it but if it goes the same way the last few have been going then i i don't know what's gonna happen i'll, I'll say one thing though Patrick Wilson, I don't know if you know him. He was in both The Conjuring and the and Insidious. He is really good in modern, like, he's really important in modern horror because he is a cornerstone of those, well, technically Insidious has kind of fallen off now, but he is, like, a cornerstone of two of the most recognizable, like, horror franchises of the modern era. Like, I've, Insidious, I'm not saying Insidious and The Conjuring, well, The Conjuring can be, like, on the same level as, like, the 80s and 90s horror movies if they keep it up. Insidious is not because the last two movies just completely destroyed it. But he he steals the show in every single horror movie he is in. He plays his character great, and he knows exactly what he's doing during them. Go ahead. Let me Tell me about your first one. Oh, I got, like, several horror movies I'm into. Um like i'm not into that whole, whole like supernatural horror because mm-hmm. like like i said i get scared easily yeah but i'm like a big slasher fan and they got like three big slashers coming up um in 2021 we got halloween kills which is like one of my most anticipated horror movies um mostly because i'm a huge fan of michael myers mm-hmm. like that whole i don't know if you've seen the first halloween from like uh, okay I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be completely honest with you I have never seen a Halloween movie. Slashers? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. But um, the only like slasher movie I can tolerate are the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. And that's just because they get downright ridiculous at times. But the Halloween movies, the Saw movies, the Scream movies, Final Destination. I am a very sensitive person when it comes to gore. I can't really handle oh, it at all. Okay, so we're like, we're like two different Complete opposite. I love supernatural horror. Gore? You won't. I'll have my eyes closed the whole time. Oh, uh, yeah, but like you brought up a uh, saw. I'm also excited mm-hmm. for Spiral. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think that one's going to be fun because Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson are going to be starring in that one. That's really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I've always been a huge fan of the Saw movies. Um, the gore does get gratuitous in the later movies. Like, I wince watching some of those, but like, just knowing the story of it and all that, I didn't watch all of them. If I'm being honest, I didn't watch all of them because some of them are like really gross. Yeah. But just knowing the story of Saw and then the stars of this movie, I'm really excited for that one. And then there's also uh, Scream 5. I think you also brought up Scream. Scream, uh, Scream 5 is another one mm-hmm. I'm really into. Scream is something that I think I could handle. Like I haven't seen any of them. I haven't gotten into it because I haven't gotten the opportunity to watch them legally. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> watch them legally. But I don't know. Like That, that one it doesn't seem like one that is too gory. Like, it's just a typical slasher. But I feel like Halloween, it gets really, really bad at times, too. I watched um, the uh, the Kill Counts yet again from Dead Meat on YouTube for the, for that one and Saw because I just, I knew I wouldn't be able to handle it. Believe me, I have tried to, like, kind of, like, force myself to watch, like, you know, like, the, the gory parts of the movies. And every time, my eyes just avert themselves somewhere else. I just can't. But Scream is also a very big franchise. Oh, okay. Like, with Halloween, I think... You could just skip all the sequels, honestly. Skip all the sequels. Mm-hmm. Watch the original one. The original one is a classic, and it's not gory at all. And mm-hmm. then watch the um, the new one from 2018. I think those two, just watch those without the sequels. I think you'll be able to get through it. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But um, going back to Scream, I think you really like Scream. If you're, if you're familiar with, like, slasher tropes and all that, yeah. um, Scream kind of, like, makes a parody of all of those tropes. So, like, if you really want to... Um, watch that i definitely recommend it i haven't seen all of them yet but i remember the first one was really good so uh, yeah so those are your choices well that's your first choice huh just like the slasher films in general yeah just slasher films in general yeah. i mean it should, i don't know how they're gonna go but, it should be a big yeah. what's it called year for the industry in terms of that but um anyway let's move on from horror for a little bit and i want to get into superheroes I am not a big fan of Spider-Man, the, the new Spider-Man, Tom Holland. He like the movies are oh, good, either, but I don't mm-hmm. really. Yeah, yeah, I'm. They're good. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They're better than the they're Garfield. Good, yeah. yeah, they're better than the Garfield movies, but they just don't hold up to Tobey Maguire. I was watching Spider-Man two the other night, and sitting there, I was like, oh my god, I love this movie. Like it's an amazing. Spider-Man yeah, Doctor Octopus. Oh Doctor Octopus is a great villain. You know, you get the whole the Peter. In um, Spider-Man 2 portrays depression in a very well, like, very thought-out sequence of scenes. Like, you see Mary Jane has a new boyfriend. He gets proposed, he proposes to her in front of Peter during, like, that whole ball. Harry Osborn, right? It's not Harry. It's Harry, not the... His, Harry Osborn. Yeah, I forgot what his dad's name was. Norman Osborn, I think? Norman Osborn. Yeah, Norman yeah, Osborn, Norman yeah. Osborn. yeah. Harry Osborn, um, played by James Franco, who, honestly, it's really weird seeing him back then. Um, he, you know, he completely craps on Peter the whole movie, just saying like he hates him because of the fact that he's friends with Spider Man, who killed Harry's father. Then you get those two scene. Oh, there was this one scene where I think Peter's telling Aunt May about how it was Peter's fault that Uncle Ben died, and you expect you know Aunt May to like give him like a little pat on the back and be like it's okay, but she looks at him shocked and literally leaves him alone to like sit in the room by himself while she just goes inside and she doesn't speak to him for quite some time. It really shows him completely being alone. And like down in the dumps the whole movie. Something that Spider-Man 3 also tried to do. But for some reason, they portrayed it as him going insane and dancing on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, what I really liked about the Tobey Maguire movies was they really made it feel more personal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he felt like he was an actual dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I don't like the new ones as much 
is because he just has to feel like his own person, you know? I feel like he's trying to follow Tony Stark too much, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't really have his own, you know, motivations or whatnot. Like, they don't really explain too much how why he even chose to be Spider-Man before Iron Man recruited him in the first place. Like, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. Spider-Man is a loser. In the comics, at least. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. But you, know, you, you, know, you know what I mean, though? He's supposed to be... He's, he is pretty much like the anti-Bruce Wayne. He is a broke college kid who pretty much lives with his grandparents and has no way of getting out. Like, he is a lower-class kid. And I don't know where he gets these superpowers, but he's still a loser. Like, that's the whole reason why you root for Spider-Man. He's a loser. Yeah, that's the thing about Spider-Man. Like, because he's, he's like this normal dude... Who gets mm-hmm. put down all the time. Yeah. But you root for him because you'll always want him to get back up. Mm-hmm. And Tom that's Holland, why I think he's been so relevant. And yeah, Tom Holland is not fat. He doesn't play that variation of Spider-Man. It's a new variation of Spider-Man and it's not bad, but like it I feel like it doesn't really hold true to the comics. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. After Batman, he is easily my second favorite. Was like Oh yeah, same here, dude. Exactly yeah. the same. He is amazing. But um since we're done criticizing <laughs> Tom Holland. <laughs> I am excited for the new film based off the whole theory about it going into like potentially like multiple, like multiverses pretty much. So if, if the rumors are true and we're getting Tobey Maguire and, and honestly, I haven't seen Tobey Tobey Maguire in any movie since Spider-Man, but if we get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the same movie with um, Tom Holland, I feel like we'll get some really cool scenes and in a sense, I think we're going to introduce a lot new. We're, they're going to introduce a lot more new characters in this um, in this movie, considering the fact that they are going into different multiverses. So maybe we'll see the X Men since Marvel did by Fox, or maybe we'll see the Fantastic Four. Like this, this opens up a whole new gateway. And I also like the fact that Doctor Strange is a, gonna be a part of it. I think. Oh yeah, uh, in Multiverse Madness. Yeah, the Multiverse Madness yeah. thing. So. I really like Doctor Strange's whole character. It was a really his movie was really underrated in that no one talks about it very much, but it was a fun movie. Thank you so slept on. Oh yeah. my god. It's probably the least talked about Marvel movie I have seen in a while. Like I haven't seen anyone talk about Doctor Strange's solo film. I mean the villain was trash, but like The villain was um, trash. But at the, the same at the but same special time special effects, bro. Oh my god. It was amazing. At the same time though. A lot of the Marvel characters are really famous because of the fact that they started out with Marvel. While Benedict Cumberbatch, he was already famous before. Like he didn't need Marvel, you know. Like he was just yeah. like he was just there. So I feel like the fact that um, he wasn't like a Marvel product, I guess. I, you know, like I mean, I'm not saying Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans they weren't big stars before, but yeah, he Marvel, wasn't launched by yeah, Marvel. Marvel yeah. is what elevated them. Same with like Chadwick Boseman. He, I honestly, I think Black Panther was the first thing I'd ever seen Chadwick Boseman in. Rest in peace. But um, what I'm saying is Marvel does create a lot of these. Like Scarlett Johansson, I guess, is one that didn't get created. But she's also kind of like not nearly as captivating as the other characters of the Marvel Universe, you know? Mm-hmm. I still think she got typecast as Black Widow, though. I feel like no one's going to, they're not going to know any of her other roles besides Black Widow, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, she's still a big time actor, you know? Yeah, I feel yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, I have high hopes for Spider-Man 3. I really hope Far From Home was did not hold up to the first one for me. I enjoyed it. Oh, actually, Far From Home had that one dream sequence where he does finally... Oh, God, that just... 
that messed with my own head. I was just like, oh no, you can't be doing this right now. <laughs> when he pretended he woke up and then he was yeah. still, um, he was still hallucinating. That was nuts. That was, I, I that. That, that I was, I read about that movie when it first came out, but like mm-hmm. thinking about it now, I'm like, dude, I hyped it up so much just because that one scene. <laughs> but um, that was probably the darkest, like one of the darkest scenes I've seen in like a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely great. And now let's move on for Spider-Man, and I want you to tell me your second um, option of this year. Dude, the Suicide Squad with James Gunn. Oh, my God. Dude, you know know Guardians of the Galaxy is, like, probably a couple of my favorite MCU movies. Mm -hmm. Seeing James Gunn have all no punches with Suicide Squad, it's going to be rated R, too. Yep. So, like, knowing that, dude, I am so excited. Because... I don't know. The Suicide Squad is definitely one of my favorite teams in the comics. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of their comics, and seeing the cast, like, just this huge cast of nobody villains, like, people that no one knows, mm-hmm. I know he's going to kill off so many of them. It's going to be dark as hell, and I'm... Mm-hmm. Dude, I've been waiting so long for this. Just to see, like, a super dark um, superhero movie that's going to be, you know, fun and not depressing. Mm-hmm. Um like, I know you... Are you familiar with James Gunn's work, right? Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I think he made Brightburn 2, I think, right? I think he's attached to it. I don't yeah. remember. Um, no, but yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy are two great movies. I mean, they have... This team was not very well-known in the Marvel Universe anyway. Like, before um, James Gunn got... Um, put the Guardians on the big screen. And now they're a cornerstone of the Marvel franchise, too, in a sense. Like, Chris Pratt is very big because of Star-Lord. We know all those Zoe Saldana and batista honestly this was really it was really weird seeing him in the film because i knew him as the wrestler and he hadn't really gotten any big um acting roles before he was before he was drax and he killed it he came out of nowhere and killed it and that's what makes him so iconic in the um, marvel universe today i think what's cool about james gunn is like he makes his movies super fun Mm -hmm. like we were talking about that earlier with venom Mm -hmm. but like the thing is, he adds that fun factor, but he also makes it kind of deep at points, too. Like, I don't know how he does it. He balances it so well. And with Suicide Squad, I heard it was going to be a... Uh, it does Suicide Squad, sorry. <laughs> with the with the Suicide Squad 2021, that movie, I heard it's going to yeah, be yeah, like... there's uh, a big difference there. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's, like it's going to be like a 70s war movie. That's what he said it was going to be, like, based around. Mm-hmm. So, like, similar to um, all those war action flicks. Like, I'm really excited for that because that's something we haven't seen in the superhero genre. And I feel like that's something that people need to be doing um, right now because, you know, superhero fatigue is like a thing. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's too many superhero uh, shows and TV uh, shows and movies out there. Mm-hmm. But like seeing a unique twist on it like that, like that's why I love Joker so much. So yeah. seeing a unique twist on that genre, that's what really excites me about it. Seriously, that's quite um, I would also say I'm excited for the Batman, but that one's not coming out next year anymore. I think 2022. Yeah, it's coming out 2022 now. It was supposed to come out October next year, but freaking COVID, man. Yeah, you know, you know what I am most excited for in this Suicide Squad movie though. John Cena, (laughs) because as much of a joke, as much of a joke, like as much of a joke as he is, like in terms of like comedy, like he's he's a comedy role most of the time. He's really good at it. I wasn't expecting that either because once again, as a wrestler, he was. One of the more like serious people in the um in the whole company, he would always come out like be stony faced. He would show a lot of emotion on that kind of stuff, but comedy wasn't his main thing. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, he was supposed to be, like, the face of the company, all that kind of stuff. Sorry, I'm getting into wrestling here. I'm nerding out because <laughs> Cena was one of my favorites growing up. But then, after, like, seeing him in Bumblebee, there was another movie he was in. I forgot what it was, but he was really good, and he was really funny for the short amount of time he was in. I think it was the same one LeBron was in. It was something Trainwreck or something. I forgot what it was. I think I know what you're talking about. He's he's really good in like the small amount of um, time he has. And now that he's going to be given a bigger role in the Suicide Squad. And from what I've heard, his character is going to be like a douchier Captain America. I think that's what I've heard. Yeah. He's also getting his own um, series on HBO Max too. So he's going to. Yeah. He's going to excel at this. He knows just how to play that kind of character perfectly. This is like the role that he was born for. No, but like looking at the cast in general, mm-hmm. like all these actors are like um, they're all comedians. Like, yeah. I know Taika Waititi's on the cast too. I, I don't know if they revealed his character. I or not. love Taika Waititi. <laughs> I love Taika Waititi too, mm-hmm. dude. Oh my god, he's um he has a very very, he has two very good what's it called like smaller comedy films. You should probably check them out. What we do in the shadows, it's a vampire flick, but it's absolutely hilarious. And then the hunt for the wilder people. It has the little kid from Deadpool too. And he's amazing. Oh yeah, no, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he, he, it is one of my favorite comedy films of all time. It is just that good. Oh, I might have checked that out. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I'm going to let you take the, what's called, the third and final point first because I kind of wanted to talk about mine for a while for the last one. Um, yeah, I also wanted to talk about uh, Disney Plus, mm-hmm. all the new stuff that's coming out next year. Uh, I feel like this year was kind of lacking in content. They didn't have much to uh, work with. I know the, um, or I mean 2020, they didn't have much work to work with because a bunch of stuff got delayed. But um, they only had Mandalorian. The next year, they got a lot of stuff coming out. They got uh, they got WandaVision mm-hmm. coming out, which I'm really excited for. Again, different take on superheroes, mm-hmm. which I really love. Same thing with Loki. Mm-hmm. What I'm really looking forward to is that Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Mm-hmm. I don't I know you're not like a huge Star Wars fan. I'm not. I need. I need. Okay. I recently did get get did get Disney Plus, so I'm thinking about like finally starting the whole series and getting into all of it. So that's kind of what I think. Yeah, I think I'm going to. I need to because at this point, like I've gone way too far without watching the Star Wars movies. Yeah, but like watch it, dude. Honestly. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best movie series, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then, favorite. and then after that, I'll probably start watching um the Mandalorian too. But since before what's going to get into the, all of that, I wanted to say, have you heard like that new movie Soul? It was the new Disney Pixar movie that came out. Dude, I've been wanting to watch it. Okay, uh, all my friends have been saying it's good. I watched it, and honestly, like I liked it, but it was just it was lacking in something. I feel like if you watch it, you'll get exactly what I mean. Because I'm not going to spoil it here. I'll give it like a 6 or a 7 out of 10 in that it's good and I enjoyed it. But it was just like, it was, I won't hold it up to par to most of the other like Pixar icons that we know. Like Cars, The Incredibles, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Like I actually, like I had fun watching it. There was just something about it that made, like halfway through, I was like, if I were to compare this to Ratatouille, which is one of my favorite films of all time as well. Probably my favorite animated film of all time. Like oh wow, even dude, I love Ratatouille. Art. I really? love Ratatouille. Just everything about yeah. it, the whole uh, everything. I could I could talk about Ratatouille for hours, but since we don't have that much time, I'm just gonna say like, it doesn't hold up to the other Pixar movies that I grew up watching. Mm, I feel like that's the case with a lot of them, but I feel like it's nostalgia that's making us think that. 
Yeah, but I mean, that, that, I it's, not, it's not necessarily nostalgia because I went back and I watched Wally again and then Cars and all that kind of stuff. And I was like having fun watching them, you know, like a lot of fun. I had fun mm-hmm. watching Soul too. It's definitely a lot deeper than the Pixar, like than most Pixar movies. That's what I've heard too. I've heard it's like for older people. It's not for kids. Yeah, yeah, or, it's not really. I mean, for obviously, kids. it's a kids movie, but like it'll resonate more with adults. Is what I heard. Mm-hmm. It definitely will. Considering the fact that the main character is an adult man, it definitely will what's called resonate with adults a lot more. Oh yeah, definitely. That's what I've heard about it too. I've been meaning to watch it for like the last few days, but I keep getting lazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, I've been talking too much now, so let's go back to your TV shows on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, going back to um, the Obi Wan series. I knowing that you're gonna watch Star Wars now, I don't think I can talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause you know, I, I don't want to ruin the whole plot for you. Go ahead, um, dude. At this point, you know, like, I, it's been, like, over 30 years for most of the movies. Just say it's 30 okay. years late to the spoiler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, okay, if you don't really care, I'm just really excited for that movie, um, that movie, TV series, because it's bringing back one of my favorite actors in Star Wars, which is Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. as Obi-Wan. He was Black Mask in Birds of Prey 2 recently, mm-hmm. um, just solidified that he's still pretty good at acting. But, um... I just really like Ewan McGregor and then Hayden Christensen as Anakin. I think you've, mm-hmm. you've probably seen the memes of him, uh, of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, the ones where like he uh, he kills the kids, the sand one. Wait, well, that's him, right? That's <laughs> the him. sand yeah. one's one of my favorite yeah. memes I've ever <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> no, like, uh, yeah, they're they're bringing Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor back mm-hmm. to their roles in that series. And that's what I'm really excited about because I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan from like that time period in the timeline, mm-hmm. uh, the prequel trilogy. So I'm really excited for that. And then they also got another show coming out late next year, uh, The Book of Boba Fett. Or no, late this year, sorry. I still keep thinking it's 2020. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're bringing another series at the end of the year, uh, The Book of Boba Fett, which I'm also really excited for because Boba Fett's one of my favorite characters. I feel like when you're going to watch the movies, you're not going to get why I think he's a, such a badass. But like, you're just watching The Mandalorian. You'll see what I mean. Okay, for sure. And is that all you have for what's called Star Wars then? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna get into the Mandalorian. I'm start. Well, I'm gonna start watching the what you call the movies. I'm gonna start with four, five, six, then one, two, three, like it's supposed okay, to. Okay, good, good. You're okay, watching yeah. it like a normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch it like that. I'm not gonna start one, two, three, four, five, six, but now I'm gonna finally talk about my last point. This isn't necessarily about pop culture. I miss movie theaters. That is the one Dude. thing I've been looking forward to so much. Getting that overpriced popcorn, that seven dollar soda, man. There's just something about it that I miss. <laughs> Sitting Dude, in those I seats. Know. We live in California, so we're living in hell is strict. Yeah. Um, hell is strict uh, safety guidelines. Mm-hmm. But dude, I remember that was like one of like our whole friend group. That was mm-hmm. one of the two main things we did. We either watched movies or we got food. Yeah, and and we- like obviously, getting food was more common. But mm-hmm. watching movies is just some of the most fun experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like with with you guys as my friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we talked about Venom, for instance, like mm-hmm. and then in chapter two, us, <laughs> us, that was a great one to watch together. Like I just, I just love the movie theater experience, you know, because mm-hmm. I always get kind of irritated when people are like, "Oh, our movie theater is gonna die, and streaming service is gonna take over," and I'm like, "You're no. never gonna have that experience yeah. the movie theaters give you, dude." Like being able to experience um a movie for the first time with like dozens of people, getting that you know popcorn. That, you can never really make it home. Mm-hmm. Like it never tastes the same. I home. swear, no matter how many retailers say, like, yeah, we have the popcorn that tastes just the way it does in the theaters, 
it never does. I get those kernels. I get those kernels stuck in my house. I get them stuck in my mouth. I can't, you know, drizzle them with a bunch of butter. It's not like nearly salty enough for my delight. It's never the same. But there's just something about sitting there in that pitch black room with that giant screen and just like hearing the sound completely overwhelm your senses during like the movies. It's the theater is what made a lot of us love soundtracks. Like you hear it there and you're just like, oh my God, like this perfectly fits the scene. And then you go home and you look up for that song and then you start listening to it on your own. I love the Transformers theme so much. And it's only because I saw it in the movie. Yes. Theater. And then the Dark Knight theme, the Dark Knight Rises theme, actually. I feel like that was more like iconic. To me. I don't know, something about it I just really love. But the um, Steel theme is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. personally. But, Hans Zimmer is just, oh my God. Hans was, Zimmer, I could. I could praise that man for like an hour, bro. He's amazing. He's he really so is. Wait, he did. No, he didn't do Jurassic Park. That was John Williams. Oh, no, was it Hans Zimmer? I can't remember. I think it was John Williams. John Williams. Sure. Zimmer did the John. dark. Zimmer did the Dark Knight. He did Man of Steel. Well, I know he's done a lot of. No, he didn't do what they called the Transformers. But he's done a lot of really iconic soundtracks too. Yeah, definitely. Like I feel like he's the next John Williams because. John Williams was like, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. I feel like his stuff isn't, you know, as good now. Like, I don't know if he's made any more recent stuff, but like, he made some of the most iconic, you know, movie soundtracks. Like, mm-hmm. he made Star Wars. That's all you need to know. <laughs> he made the Star Wars soundtracks. There's something that Hans Zimmer does with those violins that just makes my ears like, just, like screaming joy, dude. I don't know. It just activates like some little sensory sensory part of my brain. And I just get so happy listening to those soundtracks. It's what I put. It's what I put on whenever, like, I'm trying to write something for school, because I just get so passionate and motivated because of like the music yeah, that's flowing dude, through. It's amazing. I do that. I pop the Mad Still soundtrack on mm-hmm. or in the Dark Knight, and I just listen to that. I just have it looped. <laughs> and um, like, it might be weird, but like, no, no, uh, I get it completely. Um, but yeah, but like going back to the whole movie theater experience in general, like. I don't know. There's just some movies where you're watching it in theaters and you're like, damn, this is never going to, it's not going to feel the same if I watch it at home. Like, mm-hmm. Endgame. Like, yeah, Endgame, dude. I remember when I watched it with um, you and Hana, mm-hmm. and I just remember I turned my head, you guys were both like in tears. I was like, I was oh, crying. Shit. But um, lastly, I just wanted to say that, you know, like, even though like the theater experience itself is great, there's just something that's so much fun about going out for food after and just talking about that movie for like the next 30 minutes, an hour. Oh, yes, I didn't dude. realize that I missed that feeling until quarantine hit, like after the first few months. And I was like, I need to go out and like go see a movie or something, man, because I can't take this anymore. Naturally, you know, we didn't because we'd be staying safe in here because we follow the COVID guidelines. But I miss it so much. Yeah, dude, because like I remember when I watched Joker for the first time mm-hmm. um, in theaters, I remember I talked about it with my uh, my buddy Victor. We talked about it for like I think three hours. We just sat out of Cold Stone. We just talked about Joker for three hours. Like mm-hmm. there's just something about it that like you know you can't replicate. You know because you can like you can like watch it at home and then text him like oh hey the movie was great but like it's not the same thing. It's not the same. It's, it's just not. It's mm-hmm. just not that connection. You know. The cinema is built for film. Our TVs are not. I feel like that's what makes it so different. I know. I feel like that's a thing right now, especially with Disney. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this whole idea that it's got to be as much as possible. Like, yeah. Make it as possible. Make as many as you can. Mm-hmm. And you could just sit in front of your TV all day and watch all this stuff. But, like, that's not the point. I mm-hmm. think, like, 
movie is a form of art i think it it's supposed to be enjoyed by everyone you know mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be you know mass produced like that i think that movies are supposed to be you know something to enjoy with people you know they're works of art they really are yeah yeah and yeah. um, i'd love to sit here and talk to you for a few hours about this but we are running out of time today so i feel like we have to wrap it up here that's that's what all we have for our first episode of the Mediaverse podcast. I'm Mohammed Chaudhry. I'm Marcus Panem. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Stranger Things Season 1, which I know is one of our favorite shows. I know we talked about it a bit here, but like we're going to dive deep into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot to say because I'm going to rewatch it soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I'm going to pick up on some stuff. So yeah. Make sure to tune in and we'll see you next time.